I'm your host, Alenka Zak, and thank you for joining us for the first ever episode of The Shotcast. After two incredible seasons of The Shot and season three right around the corner, we've decided we want more. More insight on the lives of our contestants and judges, more of a behind-the-scenes look at what we do. To put it simply, more fun. And what a better way to start off this awesome new series than by chatting with James Downham, season two winner of The Shot. Stick around because we're just getting started here on The Shotcast. Hey guys, this is Joni Narita and you're listening to The Shotcast with Alenka Zak. All right, so here we are with James Downham. James, what have you been doing since the finale of season two? That's a great question. It actually feels like it's been a bit of a roller coaster <laughs> or a high speed uh, um, space travel, like space travel. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, so right after winning the shot, I put together a band. I, I didn't have a band at the time. Mm. Um, kind of accelerated some recording that I had been doing. It was more of a side project Um you know, kind of a two-year hobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, put together a CD, released that on July the 1st. Um, the band, uh, I mean, we performed at uh, Big Music Fest Breaking Bands competition, and we were finalists for that. So there were 20, 20 bands so uh, from hundreds of, of bands who'd applied. So that was fantastic. Um we have been putting, getting shows and, you know, getting out there, all of the things that I had wanted to do, um, uh, you know, got a new website. Uh, we did the photo shoot with Sylvia Pond. She was a sponsor of the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded at Metalworks. That was another prize. Um, we're in production for music video for a new single called Don't Talk to Girls. That's what we recorded <laughs> at the, uh, at, uh, Metalworks. So it's just been, it's been crazy. There's so many things going on. Um, it's been lots of fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Other than it kind of sparking what you were hoping to do with your music, what were you able to kind of take away from the show and kind of always keep with you as you're performing, as you're, you know, making your new EP? You know, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is, um, relationships, um, and confidence. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I met lots of great performers, singers, the, the mentorship process and some of the people who are in the industry and in the media who are involved in the shot. It's, it's a, it's a big production. There are a lot of volunteers, Mm. um, meeting those people, like consider that before the shot, I, I really wasn't doing anything. I was, I was at home, or at working, I'm going to school, but I wasn't, I wasn't really doing music. Right. Um, and it feels like I've joined this community, a really supportive community. Um, so the confidence that I think I got was really from seeing other people around me, encouraging me and supporting me. And, you know, basically saying like, you can do this, mm-hmm. you know, why not you? Right. So, yeah. That that's been the biggest thing. I've made a lot of friends, and um, uh, and and it's good to see them excited at other people's successes, mine and, and other participants in the shot who are uh, have taken that opportunity to to move their their career, their music to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really fantastic. Yeah. So you're still keeping touch with other contestants that were on the show. 
and helping support them any way you can, if you can fit it in the busy schedule you <laughs> now have. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm always on the lookout to see what some of the other participants are doing. So uh, I played at the Schneider Creek Porch Party earlier this summer, and um, Vincenzo played, and Matt Giblin, and um, uh, Tasha Hanna played. So I'm just really happy to see when, you know, some of those other participants are involved in doing music. And, you know, it's just, again, it's sort of that community of people. And um, I'm, I'm excited to be involved and participate in, in other ways with, with season three or who knows in the mm-hmm. future, because I think it's such a, uh, just a great way to continue to build that community of, of, uh, of artists and, and media and other interested people. So, mm-hmm. and you're actually, you are performing at our season three finale, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you think your performance from the last time you were on the shot is going to be different from next time we see you? You're talking about confidence. So has your style kind of changed when you're up on stage or are you going from timid to like this whole new <laughs> rebirth from the ashes type thing? It's a good question. I mean, it's going to be a different kind of performance. So I'm, I'm this time, like last time I, I sang, <clears throat> pardon me, um, uh, a Tim McGraw song, uh, that, that I was familiar with. I sang, um, a, uh, Josh Groban song, You Raise Me Up. So this time at the finale, I'm going to sing an original song. It's a new song. It's, um, yeah, it just sort of, I think it symbolizes, or for me, it sort of represents the the rebirth of my own personal <laughs> musical ambitions, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, something new that I've created. And so it's it's going to be a different thing altogether. It's, um, you know, again, I've, I've put this band together. We've been right. playing, we've been rehearsing. Uh, we're we're getting pretty comfortable together, and this is just going to be really awesome. I think I'm really looking forward to 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 being there on that stage. It kind of kind of feels like it'll come full circle. I just, it mm-hmm. feels like it's, it's really fresh, right? It just feels like I went through this whole competition thing and then I'm going to be back on that stage already again, but it's different now, right? Oh, it's, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. And your bandmates, you guys have just kind of gotten acquainted and everything's flowing well. There's no problems within the band or anything so far. And does everybody kind of contribute to your music or do you write all the lyrics your own? At least lyrics-wise. Yeah, so I've um, the the songs on the CD uh, that that and most the, all the songs that we're performing right now are songs that I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and the CD was recorded before the band got together, so it's a little bit of a different thing mm-hmm. where you kind of hand the CD to somebody and say, "Here, play this." Right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to really do that anyway, so everybody contributes their own interpretation of of the song. So. You know, any of these songs, if you if you heard the CD and then you saw us perform live, you'd know it's the same song. It would, for the most part, sound similar. But if you were to analyze it, you'd, you'd realize that everybody's taking a different interpretation. Mm. What's really neat with the, some of the new material that we're, we're performing and the, and the song that we're going to do at the shot finale is that it wasn't recorded earlier. I, I was writing that song right when we were forming as a band. So we were jamming, learning tunes, and then just jammed on this song. So everybody had an opportunity to work on the arrangement together. So, you know, what we did in the studio was based on... on you know, everybody's input, which yeah. was really fantastic. Everybody kind of contributed. Cool. And then also you were in another band at one point. This was a little while ago in the nineties. You were part of a actually indie 
rock band called Reason. Yeah. <laughs> How did that all start, and what kind of experience was that like for you? Oh, because you guys yeah. also released two. Yeah, um, we did a couple CDs back then. Yeah, two then. CDs. Uh, yeah, we're we're going back a little ways, but Just um, a little bit. That was. Um, I was a student at the University of Waterloo at the time in my undergraduate, and I was in co-op, and I didn't get a job for the summer. So my the the I, the question was, what do I do? Do I do I go back home for the summer? I, I'm from Picton, where my parents live. Uh, do I stick around here? So I was only marginally employed for the summer, but we had myself and a good friend of mine, Mark. We had just started jamming with a few guys from the university, who those three knew each other. So. All we did all summer long was just jam. We <laughs> hung out awesome. all day, every day and jammed. And uh, so we started in May and in August, we recorded an album. Um, and it was released the following January with all this stuff that had to happen. But it was, um, yeah, we just, we didn't know what the heck we were doing, <laughs> <laughs> right? But we just, we just having fun. We just did it. We, uh, we you know, the guys did the all the artwork. Um, we did, it was a basement you know, we just took over a basement and recorded in in, uh, in the yeah. basement of the drummer's house, um, and uh, yeah, that's it, uh, it was it was a great time. I I loved it. It was, uh, but as I said, we didn't really know what we were doing. We mm-hmm. were we we wanted to be rock stars for sure, right? <laughs> um, but we didn't know what we would need to do mm-hmm. to do that. I didn't, you know, I didn't know about the music industry. I didn't know, you know, who you would call. I mean, I I think I remember going to a bar and giving a CD to, uh, you know, mm. Our Lady Peace or something like oh that at the time being like, oh my God, we're going to make it. <laughs> you know, they're going to listen to it. And they're going to think we're awesome. Didn't really pan out. But um, mm. anyway, so um, I I might be a little bit wiser. I might know <laughs> now. I might know a few more people and, and I'm I would think so. <laughs> far more appreciative of the fact that it's a you know, it, it's a business and you have to work on it if you really want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what I'm just trying to learn about now. So, yeah. and then, so you've actually made a bit of a genre swap a little bit from indie rock to more country pop. Is it, does you feel that expresses yourself better as an artist? It's totally by accident. By accident. It's totally by accident. You know what? How it, do you accidentally switch genres? How, so, in the, the genre question is one that I, I, <laughs> I haven't really fully resolved because, um, I, I got into country music accidentally, and I spent 10, 11 years as the lead singer in a Tim McGraw tribute act, uh-huh. and that was totally by accident. Other guys that I knew were. We're putting one together and they needed a singer and they just kind of tricked me into it. They're like, I think your voice would lend itself to country. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do the Were twang or whatever. Were you not a country whatever. fan before? No, I, I, was, I didn't listen to country music. I've, I wasn't a country fan. Um, I only know the Tim McGraw songs that we performed. I don't know the Tim McGraw songs that we didn't perform. Once I was actually... Pretty convincing though. Well, you know, you, you you work at it, whatever. So, but it just hasn't really quite left my voice. So, the new music is, I would say, it's pop rock. If you listen to the instrumentation, but there's definitely something about my there's voice. Definitely a twin that, there now, for sure. That lends to itself to country. So I'm, you know, I I was mesh. I was upset with this idea. The, for a little while, because I didn't, I wanted, I wanted to be rock and wanted roll. Wanted to be a rock darn star, it, right? <laughs> and um, and then I just 
realized, you know what, it doesn't really matter. Like if, if, um, if somebody goes, oh yeah, there's a little bit of country there or it's, it's rock country, country pop, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they like it, if they think the songs are good, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. And, um, and then I don't have to try to scrub the country out of my oh, voice. Yeah. But it's, you know, there's no fiddles or pedal True. steel or anything like that. It's not, you never it's want not to throw a, one of those in. Well, hey, throw it in the mix you never know i mean and in fact i say this but like one of the one of the most recent songs that i've written that we've started performing with the band is a song called fly away and i mean it it is a country song it would be <laughs> a country song like a country artist could perform it and people would think that's just a that's a country song yeah so you know i i knew if we're gonna start performing that i had to be prepared for people to you know the the line moves a little bit right. further right to people to start begin to just label you just country yeah Maybe. i don't think we're there we're I, but you know but i'm okay with whatever whatever people happens. ask me what genre it is i'm like listen you listen you tell me it's whatever you want to be that's right <laughs> and then also um a little bit more about the tim mcgraw tribute um you were performing with uh, Libby McGrath. That's right. Yeah. How was working with her? She is phenomenal. Like <laughs> she's uh, she's a, a fantastic singer, performer, uh, an excellent songwriter. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it it was a really great experience. What I really loved about working with Libby is um, you know doing the duets, right? Like doing mm. because it's. Um, you know, when you're on stage in a tribute act, you're um, you're you're pretending to be somebody, and but it's just you on stage. You're trying to connect with the audience, and that's fine. Um, but it's a totally different dimension when there's somebody else on stage that you're interacting with. Because it, I don't really interact with the band necessarily. You mm-hmm. know, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But it the show is between the performer and the audience. But when when I'm playing or performing with Libby, doing the Faith Hill. Um, it's different. Like you're, it's, there's a little more, a little more acting, a little, it's a little more emotional. And, and some of the songs are just, just, you know, um, they just kind of take it to another level. right? Yeah. You know? Do you find it's just easier then to kind of forget about the audience and really get into the actual character that you're portraying, I guess? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we, you know, we used to do, um, some songs were like, okay, James, you're going to stay on stage. Uh, you know, I'll do a Tim McGraw song, then she'll come on, we'll do a duet. And then I'll stay on stage and Libby would do a, a Faith Hill song like uh, Vegas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I would sort of act or interact, play out the song that she's singing. But I wasn't really, I wasn't really comfortable with that because I wasn't singing either, right? So it's like I'm kind of a guy on stage doing a couple, you know, moves or trying to like dance or something. I'm not a, I am not a dancer, <laughs> not right? a dancer. All right. but, um, but <laughs> the singing and performing together and the harmonies and that, I just, I love that stuff. So, yeah. So we, we were, um, we did that for a, a lot of years and I, I say, I, I say did, maybe it's due. Cause if, if we get a call for, right. for a show, maybe we'll, we'll continue to do that, but I'm really focused right now on the, the original thing, but, um, but yeah, we've gone uh, all over Ontario, some shows in the States, um, you know, just festivals and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, the um, it's an interesting thing. It's different than the original music because you go up and like I said, you're, pre- you're pretending to be somebody else. Right. You're performing. Um, but 
uh, even though I've done that and performed in front of lots of people and all over the place, um, it, it didn't, um, make performing my own music with my acoustic guitar any less terrifying when I got back into it. It was just because you're, you're kind of putting yourself out there on a whole other level, right? True. It's just, it was, for me, maybe other people aren't affected the same way, but I, you know, when I started to just perform my own stuff again, I was, um, which I hadn't done since the reason days back in the nineties. Um, I, yeah, I was, I was nervous. I was pacing like, you know, it, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a different thing. Altogether. A little more personal. Yeah, little for more sure. Stressful. For sure. Mm-hmm. And actually you and, uh, your former bandmate, uh, Mark Smith, you guys, you created a musical together. Is that right? Well, I don't want to take too much of the musical credit. Uh, Mark and I have, um, so Mark, Mark was in reason with me. Mm-hmm. We were, we were uh, roommates in university and friends, friends since we were like six years old and have written lots and lots of songs together. Um, uh, Mark, I will say Mark wrote a musical, but used some of the music that we had co-written. It was oh, actually I the see. second musical that he's, ri- he's written. We had collaborated on a, another musical called Century Street, um, that was never, uh, produced or, or anything. Um, but just in April of, of this year, Mark's a teacher now at KCI and the KCI drama group put it on as their school, school musical. Uh, so the, the, the new musical called You Never Know. And, uh, and there's a song in there that Mark and I wrote years and years ago called Hopeless Romantic. And, um, and it's kind of the key song in, in this thing. So it was really awesome to, like, to have heard updates on what's happening with the musical yeah. and, and that the, the high school kids are going to be performing it. But then just to go one day, sit in the audience and just watch this thing. And there are songs that... Um, that that Mark had written, I'm really familiar with songs that that he and I had written. A song that uh, Mark and my friend Dan had written. Uh, Mark and and my friend Pete, who's the producer on on my album, they had written. So it was just, it was really incredible to see other people performing, performing this. this they record they recorded it. They all the, all the they went to the studio. They put it on a CD. They did that and they sold that at the, at the uh, the thing. It was it was really really cool. Getting back to your new EP, um, where can people buy it? Is it on iTunes? Are you selling it? Yeah, it's it's on iTunes. Um, you can also purchase it uh, from my website. So iTunes and, and anywhere you can buy uh, digital music. So I think Amazon and mm-hmm. all those places you can buy it on there. Um but if anybody wants a copy of the CD itself, and I think there's a few people who still buy CDs, I don't know. <laughs> but if they're interested in that, um, they can buy it from my website, www.jamesdownham.com, and uh, go to the shop. And you have the option to purchase um, the disc. And when you buy the disc, you can get you, you can immediately download the MP3s anyway. So you can, if you kind of want to look at the book. And the, the best part about the CD, well... Maybe the second best after the music <laughs> is the actual, like the cover. I think it's really cool. It looks pretty good. You have a really nice color scheme going on. There, for anybody who is from Kitchener, um, the cover is me uh, at a building that's very identifiable on Bright Up Street. The back is downtown Kitchener at sort of dusk. Um, so, the you know, if you somebody picks up, they're like, hey, I 
this looks familiar. <laughs> I, I know where this is. So that that's just really cool. And, and you're putting it all together. These are all uh, photos that were taken by Sylvia Pond um, mm-hmm. in the photo shoot that was, that was, again, part of the shot prize package. So it was really awesome. I was, when I was thinking, sitting on the couch at home before the <laughs> shot, like not really doing anything about what are the things that I would need to do to, you know, to do music, mm-hmm. right? To actually do it. Well, I want to do a CD and I want to do a new website, but I don't have any pictures. And, you know, I don't like, I have to like, I have to do, get all these things together, right? So all, yeah. the, all those things just came together at right. the right time. And so I'm, I'm really pleased with the, um, with the packaging. <laughs> but if anybody really would just wants the music and wants to go to iTunes, well, that's fine too. Yeah, <laughs> so. it looks great. Um, I bet it sounds great. Do you want to play us a little something from your new EP or anything else you're working on? You know what? What maybe what I'll play is um, uh, one of the newer songs. It's a song I'm going to play at the at the shot season three finale. A um, little sneak peek. It, a little sneak peek. It's a it's a brand new song. It's called "Don't Talk to Girls." And so offensive. Uh, pardon me. I'm so offended. You're so offended. <laughs> well, you can listen to the song and you can you can figure out <laughs> how offended you should be. But it's called "Don't Talk to Girls." All right. And uh, I think it's cool, and 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 I hope people will enjoy it. All right. Let's give it a listen. Mama always taught me Don't talk to strangers Don't talk
best songs are the saddest songs <laughs> i guess i will uh forgive you for my uh previous initial thoughts of being offended offended okay i'm just sorry i'm so sorry for your pain <laughs> <laughs> now uh james will you join me in playing a little game uh what kind of game is this i got these uh random questions and i would like you to try to answer them as quickly as you can okay first thing you can kind of think of i'm gonna time how quickly you can answer them <laughs> okay and we'll see we're gonna try to keep this going and maybe you'll hold the high score we don't know i think my questions are good are you ready i'm ready all right what flavor of ice cream would best describe you french vanilla <laughs> where in the world would you travel to in a heartbeat hawaii are you sure? Apparently not. <laughs> All right. Do you have any odd quirks? Um, for example, me, uh, when I think something's really, really funny, I tend to laugh like a donkey. Like, it's it's very unattractive. Do you have any make me feel better for not being the only one? I can't help you, help you out there. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife would be better at answer that question, so I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. Um, it's better be very guilty. Uh, McDonald's McFlurries. Or okay. Oreo McFlurries. That's fair. That's everyone's. Uh, if you could switch places with anyone for a day, who would it be? And you need to tell me why. For a day? Just a day. That's all you get. Oh, like maybe Bono. Just Bono. <laughs> on a day that they're performing in front of some like huge crowd of people. I don't know. That'd be That'd, that'd be, be quite cool. the experience. Yeah. All right. I get that. All right. How about your ideal night out? Maybe with your wife. Oh, Maybe with a stranger. <laughs> ideal night out? Uh, probably uh, dinner at the Cambridge Mill, overlooking the water, a uh, nice uh, bottle of red wine, um, and uh, fireplace going kind of thing. Uh, that, uh, that would be pretty nice. And then maybe walk around along the river. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That sounds good. Who would you want to be by your side during the zombie apocalypse? Oh, my wife, Ange, for sure. Oh, she so cute. She can take care of zombies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but like, I'm, I'm she's just... Got a, she's got an arm on her. <laughs> uh, if you had to choose one song to listen to for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, goodness. That's a pretty tough one. That is a pretty tough one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say um, Pearl Jam release. Oh, Nice. All right. All right. Uh, what would you say is your biggest fear or phobia? You got to have one. I have several. Fear or phobia? Despite the fact that I'm a musician and I'm a singer, um, the, the 
the fear is I, I get really nervous before performing for sure. Oh yeah, um, just butterflies, in, sweats. In, yeah, in in a lot of situations. I'm mean, less so now. I think I'm getting more comfortable for sure with the confidence. But that's you know I get kind of tense and I pace and you know I don't really want to talk to anybody. And <laughs> so you're stressing me out just thinking about it. <laughs> Favorite breakfast food? Bacon. Mm-hmm. That's also my favorite Very lunch food and dinner food, too. <laughs> favorite snack, everything. Yeah. Uh, favorite Michael Jackson song? Oh, Billie Jean. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, last movie you saw in theaters? Oh, uh, Jurassic World. <gasps> it's a good movie. That was a good movie. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, okay, you go into Starbucks. What is your order? And how many times have they misspelled your name? Uh, they never misspell my name. I always tell them it's Handsome Jim. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so they get that right every time. They I really do. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I cannot order at Starbucks. I'm not that, uh, like... The fancy drinks aren't yeah, for you? Yeah. Like, I ordered a tall, and it was short. I ordered a <laughs> something, and it was... Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like it's so half, confusing and pretentious. Cac, you just don't want to deal with it. Something, like, I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I just say, can I get a medium regular coffee? Like, am I allowed and to they're do like, that here? Yeah, I'm not even sure. It's like there's some code. They look at you and they're like, Don't they you help you. They'll do it. But yeah, I just. They're I'm, not happy. It's confusing. You can't me. use that language there. No. Favorite pizza toppings? Bacon. Oh, probably. pepperoni, double bacon. Double Maybe bacon. extra cheese. Yeah. Just meat everywhere. Yeah, like just throw it on. Well, no, I don't like to get too too into like. You know, with the ground Vegetable beef and salt. even the sausage. Because of the sausage, you never know what kind of sausage. Like, they're all different. But if you get bacon on there, like, it's pretty universal. Like, just throw the bacon on. You know, enough of enough of this other stuff. Just, like, put bacon just on Just bacon. It. Yeah. Okay. And how about who uh, who would you have play you in the movie of your life? doesn't have to be an actor. could be a performer as well. Play me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, um, it would probably be, uh, who's that dude from the notebook? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, Ryan. no, 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 not him. Not, no, wait. Gosling. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just, maybe Ryan Gosling. I don't know. <laughs> Purely you know? on looks or? Well, I just think he's, you know, he, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to give anybody an impression that I'm like, hideous or anything right so you just oh it's ryan gosling yeah this guy looks identical to ryan gosling almost completely (laughs) almost that's why this is a radio show folks (laughs) (laughs) yeah imagine what i look like um we'll move right past that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't Um, say i didn't say i had to bash myself (laughs) all right uh what was your first car uh i had a ford explorer yeah did you enjoy that i did it was awesome all right well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how awkward was your first kiss? Um, probably pretty awkward. Uh, numbers. <laughs> we need numbers, James. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say eight and a half. Oh, girl, yeah. that is awkward. Yeah. And you know what? I think you answered very slowly. So I'm going to have to cut you there. Yeah. Well done, though. Do you, I get a trophy you, for being the slowest? You, like You nailed it at... You know what? I also spoke. So let's say instead of the 10 minutes that it did take you, we'll we'll give you as maybe eight, maybe seven. That's being very generous. That is being 100% very, very generous. A little white okay. lie. I didn't know if you could handle it. We'll take it. All right. 
Well, James, I want to thank you so much for coming to our show, chatting with me, serenading me. Yes, I was in the room when he did it. It was magical. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. This is James Downham, the Shot Season 2 winner. And for you folks listening, thank you so much. The Shotcast is produced by Andrew Horrocks and CJ Allen and was recorded at AME Recording Studio in Kitchener, Ontario. Join the conversation by liking The Shot's Facebook page at facebook.com slash singfortheshot. Or follow us on Twitter at singfortheshot. Till next time.